This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Finding Your Bliss with host Judy Liebrach. Heard every Saturday at 1 p.m. on Zoomer Radio. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Finding Your Bliss. I'm Judy Liebrach, and this is a show that helps you find and follow your bliss. On today's show, we are meeting three powerhouse women who are highly successful, driven, motivated entrepreneurs who have definitely found and are following their bliss. We're going to find out how they've done it and how you can do it, too. If you have any questions for any of our female entrepreneurs, give us a call at 416-360-0740 or 1-866-740-4740. First up, and it's an absolute honor to have her here, is Mary Morasuti, the founder and president of Hub Inc., Heighten Your Business, that has just gone national. Congratulations, Mary. Thank you. We will find out all about this remarkable trailblazer and entrepreneur. And next on the show, we have Medi Mancini, a seasoned executive with extensive experience in fostering and building sustainable businesses and consulting with companies ranging from startups to billion-dollar multinationals. But it wasn't always smooth sailing. Many experienced the ups and downs of teen pregnancy and now works at empowering young people and helping them succeed and win. So fantastic. And finally, we will meet Jennifer Ettinger, Canada's first social media correspondent and a globally connected dynamo. You may recognize Jennifer from her role at CTV covering premieres, launches, campaigns, upfronts, and red carpet events, including the Golden Globes and the Oscars. We will talk about her incredible book, and we will even find out about her personal story, which is a page turner in itself. But first, I am delighted to introduce you to Mary Morasuti. This powerful and international, inside your international as well, but your inspirational <laughs> woman is a spectacular dynamo businesswoman who left the television industry to reinvent her career. Mary Morisuti is the founder and president of Hub Inc. Heighten Your Business, a networking community dedicated to creating a roadmap to help female entrepreneurs succeed. Her vision was to help connect female entrepreneurs to the people, ideas, and influences that would accelerate their business, and now is I just said, they have gone national in a true Canadian success story, which makes you Canada's true Canadian sweetheart. Mary, congratulations and welcome. It's really an honor to have you here. It is a pleasure to be here. Thank you, Judy. I really appreciate it. Mary, you've worked in the television industry for many years, and as one of the first female directors of photography in the Canadian broadcasting industry, your keen eye for good stories and good storytelling led you to a national and international career as a director and producer, creating TV shows in Japan, Paris, London, Rome, and all over the world. How would you describe that part of your life, and to what do you attribute to your immense success as a producer and a DOP? I have to say it was an absolute great journey going through that time and and being in television. Um, What I would say, it wasn't always easy, especially when you are uh, trying to do something different. As you mentioned, there weren't many women. There were only a few of us as uh, DOP, which is Director of Photography. And what I found was um, it was really about 
the belief we had in ourselves. Mm -hmm. That's the key. Because when you're trying something new, you have to be able to understand why you're doing it. What I would say my success at that time was, I think what I did was I thought out of the box. Mm -hmm. So I always thought, well, what are the the, the men doing in that (laughs) arena? And what what can I do to do it a little different and really get the attention I need and get the contracts? Mm. So I combined, because not many people were doing this, I combined directing and being a DOP all together. So I would pitch myself that I could do both. So smart. It's right? like pitching yourself as a triple threat. You're, you're not just a singer. Absolutely. You're... I could save the money, I could do the job, and I could travel as well. So all of a sudden, I got myself in the door, and then now they could see the work that I was capable of doing. And they loved it. And I started to get hired all the time, to the point that I was on planes all (laughs) over the world, um, working for so many different great productions. Did you love that? Like, did you love staying in hotels? It was amazing. You know what? I I loved it. I loved it. Uh, You know, there was one time that we were gone for about 35 days. And it was great at the beginning. And we (laughs) met so many different people from different countries and experiences. But by the end, you almost want to just go home and sit on your couch and have a bowl of cereal. I swear. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, (laughs) that's it. Exactly. Yeah. You really were a trailblazer and you are a trailblazer. What was it like to be the first woman in such a male dominated profession and to succeed with such speed and alacrity? Were you sort of aware I'm different? I'm, I'm, I'm a woman who's really changing it for other women. Yes, you did know you were different and they made you know you were different. <laughs> and even when you show up on set. People, hi, sweetie. Yeah, hi, honey. Or, or people thought I was the on-air personality. They <laughs> right. never thought, oh, she's of in course, charge. No, no, not at all. Like, you look like you could be the host. Oh, thanks. <laughs> so they, they, didn't, they didn't believe that you were the producer in the DLP. Of no, course. No, And, but I think what it was, I was very laser focused and you really have to have blinders up. Yes. And what I mean is if you listen to what is happening and keep looking around, it will throw you off. So for me, I knew my destination. I knew where I wanted to go. And all I was doing is working backwards and very, very laser focused. That's so, what do you think drives you so relentlessly in this desire to, to succeed as you have? You know what? I say my two favorite words. One in the English language, in the English language is choices. I truly believe the choices we make can be extremely powerful, powerful in the direction we go into. The word I dislike is can't. So if someone says to me, you can't do it, then that's it. That's <laughs> all on, I need. That's it. That's <laughs> all I need. And so I think that's what it was. I was proving it to myself. And I think the people who thought this wasn't possible, it just gave me that bigger drive, that boost that I truly believe that you can do anything you set your mind to. That's so fantastic. And that's so inspirational. Was there a highlight during that period in your, in the television industry for you? Yes, I think it was, uh, uh, there were a few. I think, um, you know, I have a great story. There was my first time I was sent, um, to the States and this was going to be my big break. Either I was going to do it <laughs> and then I would be able to travel all over because they would see what I was capable of doing. And I remember, I was so nervous at the airport. We were in New Orleans and I was, uh, and I had to check in the equipment and we had the team with us and it was mostly men and me. And I, and I could tell I was just getting a bit nervous. And, you know, I believe that sometimes there's these guardian angels all around you. Of course. And there was this beautiful woman 
dark skinned woman, big, and she was, um, what do you call them? The almost like at the, uh, at the gate. She checks everything in from when we were in New Orleans. Yes. And so she looked at everything and said, Oh, what's this? Is this all yours? Your equipment? Well, what do you do? And I said, Are you in charge of them? <laughs> and I said, Yes. And I could tell my voice was shaking a bit because I was young. I think at that time I was about 27 years old. Wow. And as I was leaving, she said, and to this day, it brings like so much joy. She said to me, you go girl, do it for all of us. Oh, and all of a sudden there was this burst of energy that went through my body and, and just put me in that, that headspace that I needed. And that was it. I was laser focused and oh. I knew what my mission was to do. I love that. What a great oh, story. Oh, I'll never forget that. I wish I could meet that, that woman. <laughs> That's so great. I hope she's listening somehow or that we can get this to her. After getting married and having children, Mary, you left the television world in order to reinvent your career. And as a mother, I understand how life-changing it is. And I had a very similar transformation when I had children. But I would love for you to describe for our listeners what happened when you became a mom and how did it change everything? Well, um, I think when I became a mom, I think one thing that I remember was um, I was so wrapped up in my career before that. You don't realize that sometimes your ident my identity was wrapped up in what I was doing in television. And that all, it doesn't matter when you have children. That all goes away. <laughs> it's, it's gone. Um, but at the same time, I found that was my challenge to figure out now who was I? Yes. yes, I still was that career woman, but I also was a mother. And I also was drawn to how I wanted to uh, raise and nurture my children. Yes. But at the same time, I wanted to figure out who I was as a person. So I would say that probably was one of my biggest challenges and took a while and being on that journey to figure out. How do you think you figured it out? Did you journal on it? Did you discuss it with people? Did you have many glasses of tea and white wine? Wine, yes. No. <laughs> you know what? Um, um, I started to mm. reflect. I started to meditate. And I started to talk, to talk to people where we could share ideas and, and, and really be honest. I think I, I, I've always been the type of person that I'm just going to say what's on my mind. Um, and even when I was with groups with moms, I sometimes said, you know, this is hard. And so I could tell sometimes some women were shocked and some women or some moms, you could tell could breathe as well. Yes. Because I think we were all trying to be so perfect or do it a certain right, way right. that I just thought, really, really, let's just all try and figure out how we can be people who are trying to raise our children and try and figure out what we want to do as Brilliant. well. Brilliant. And you gave permission by being honest and yes. be, by, by being transparent to allow all of those women to feel okay, as, exactly as you say, I, to take yes. a breath and say, it's okay, we can figure it out and with it's you. okay that we're messing up. Yeah. It's we're part human. of it. We're human. Well, it's part of right? it. Absolutely. Do you think the storytelling you did as a producer in DOP led you to your next chapter? And I'm referring now to the seven years you spent creating the boutique PR and marketing agency, Storybox PR. What was that all about? Well, first, I want to say that um, when you said um, about when it came to my children and how when I was a mom, I'm also when it comes to business, I'm, I'm a builder. I love to create businesses. So the next step was Storybox PR. I really knew how to market. I knew a lot of media contacts. So I reinvented myself. <laughs> and I thought, you know, I can do this and be in the city in Toronto and also raise my children. And that's where the idea came. Um, for the content, I truly believe when you are supporting and promoting 
an individual, their business or their service. It is about storytelling. It is about great content. It's really about bringing in the audience and helping them understand what the product or the service is about, not pushing out, not telling them what it's about, but really bringing them into the story. Yes. I mean, nowadays it's changed. And that is how I think people now connect with other people through storytelling. Through storytelling. It's brilliant. Well, what's so cool about all this, of course, is the result of all of this was Hub Inc., Heighten Your Business. Can you tell us what it stands for, what your goal and mission statement was and is now it's that it's gone national. Very, Thank very you. exciting. Thank you. We are so excited. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, Hub Inc. stands for Heighten Your Business, Inc. And the whole mission of Hub Inc. was to bring female, is to bring female entrepreneurs together to give them the right business resources, strategies, and the connections that matter for them. That really is going to move the needle on their business. Because I'm a true believer that if you help a female entrepreneur succeed, you're not just only helping her, you're helping her family, her community, and she inevitably will then shift her world. That's the key. She can't do it if she's frustrated, can't find the right contacts, is drowning in debt, um, doesn't have the right connections to help her grow. But when you give her that power and that confidence and that financial stability, she will shift the world. You're almost like the fairy godmother of the business world, right? I'm very, very passionate. I truly believe that females can do anything they set their mind to. But if we come together in the right group we can really rise up together. And I've seen it. And that was my mission at Hub Inc., that I truly believe you can bring women together, the right women, and support each other. Isn't it wonderful? And so instead of women competing, nope. which used to be the case, now we're helping yes. each other. Yes, we're absolutely. cooperating. And, and your success means my success. And when you're illuminated and lit up, wow. Absolutely. That gives me permission to maybe give it a go as well. Yes. Right? Why do you think this was your calling and your purpose? Because this is finding your blessing. It's so much about, and we talked about this just before the show uh, during the break, is there's people out there in left field who are not really doing what they were born on this planet to be doing. And you're allowing people to actually find their calling, which is so incredible that you're doing this work. What, what, why do you think this all was your calling and your purpose? Well, that's a great question, Judy. Um, when I look back in my career, my other two careers, I would say, was something for me to prove. You know, I was in my 20s. I, I had something to prove that I could do it. Hubbing, I say, is me coming home. Lovely. That is exactly it. I really feel this journey that I've been on was to bring me to Hub Inc. Um, it feels that I've come home. It feels the right place in the work I'm doing. It fills me up in such a different way. And I get excited when women come up to me and say, because of Hubbing, I've met this person or I was able to um, extend my business in a certain direction, that to me is my high. Oh, so fantastic. Yeah. Well, what you're saying is so true is when it becomes the thing that fills you and fuels yes. you, you know you're in the right place. Yes. What's that quote that, uh, what's that saying Oprah always says that it's when your cup of, uh, overflows. When it overflows, you go. That's what I, that's where I feel I'm at. Isn't that lovely? Yeah. I'm very happy for you and happy for all the women who get Thank to, you. to uh, benefit. Do you, do you think that your childhood and your growing up years shaped who you are today? Like, were you the kid that played with Barbies or were you the kid that was building Lego or 
What, what do you think it was in your childhood? <laughs> oh, I that- love that question. <laughs> I was the kid who was trying to figure out the next business and how I, I could increase my revenue at age uh, 13. You had the best lemonade stand on the block. Oh, abs- Always. I was the kid where, you know, in middle school, remember that we had to sell those chocolates? Oh, yes. And I remember, now I'm going to date myself. Remember the, the, the big, like, uh, tape blasters, like ghetto blasters, they yes, call them. Yep. Yes. That was first prize. And I loved music and I loved dancing. So I remember again, I went laser focus and I went and I said to myself, I'm going to win that. <laughs> so I went home and I had like a team, my parents who was going to send out these chocolates. I, after school every day went from door to door to sell these chocolate bars. Judy, I won that ghetto blaster. (laughs) Do you still have it somewhere? No, I wish. I told told my kids the story and they're always like, what's that? (laughs) What is a ghetto blaster? Yeah, I really, absolutely, it was for me, as I said, I I was a builder, you know, I I remember I I moved to um, um, a middle school in Scarborough and to get to know people, I threw a party. I had my best friend's uh, uh, sister uh, rent out the room of this build of this uh, apartment building talk to the to the superintendent <laughs> I charged I had chips I had pop I had but everyone was connecting Great. fantastic so and I've you always were doing it so you were and yeah. how old were you when you were doing that you were a young mm, kid I think I was 13, 14. 13, 14. And so yeah. we're doing really what you're doing now on a yeah. much more global yeah. powerful huge I've scale. always always Loved, uh, loved business. I've always, but I also didn't come from, um, a situation. I mean, uh, we were a very working class family and that could have played a big role. I knew that I wanted more and I truly believed that the choices I make are going to make a difference in my life. So true. Yeah. And hard work and yeah. passion definitely amount to that. So when I meet even young girls and, you know, uh, maybe they don't come from certain home lives, but I didn't. So I, I really try and support them and inspire them that saying, if I can do it and, you know, um, I know they can do it as well. What are the three most important things to marry Morissuti? Well, absolutely. My family, family comes first. Um, I would say for me is um, having choices in life. I think uh, if you box me in, um, you, you're not going to get the best of me. Um, and love. Truly, truly loving others and loving yourself. So lovely. Oh, my goodness. How can people... I, I, I want. I, I know we're, we're we're getting close to our commercial, and I have so much I want to ask you. Mm-hmm. I love that we're doing this interview on Zoomer, whereas the quote goes, "Dreams have no expiry date." Which, by the way, is a quote from a book by Lori Gottlieb. Oh, we got, always it. got to attribute it. And Dina Rosenzweig. But you started this organization later in life, and it's so inspirational that you did because dreams have no expiry date. I agree. Is I agree. It, it? Absolutely. I, I've always had the mindset that um, age means nothing to me. I probably, in, when I'm 60, will come up with something new. <laughs> um, and I think that's where we can be free to be ourselves, dream big. I truly believe that women have to give themselves permission to dream big and not put limitations. And that if I can change that for women, that for me is would be huge, that we can dream as big as we want. And it doesn't matter the age that we're at. We can start a business at 60. You know, at Hub Inc., we have women from age 40 all the way up to 65 starting businesses. That's so fantastic. How can people get in touch with you and and be part of this? Absolutely. So um, you could go to um, Hub Inc., H-U-B-I-N-C dot C-A. Uh, that's our website, or you can contact us at info at hubinc.ca. That's so fantastic. And 
Finally, I want to ask you what you can say to other people who aren't making money in the beginning, who are starting something and then they have those frustrations and and they almost want to throw in the towel. What do you say to them when they're wondering, when am I going to see some revenue, some income? When am I going to make a profit or see the turnaround? What do you say to those people? Well, see, that's that's the the, the breaking point for some people. Some people assume you're going to see profit right away. And when they don't, they give up. It is almost, you have to be able, if you can get to that point and stick to it, and kind of jump, I say, over that hill, you will get to that point. I think a couple of things is surround yourself with the right people. I always say the five circles of influence. Pick five people that will actually shift your business in the direction you want to go. And each person has to have a different reason why they're in your circle. Another is laser focus. Don't worry what anyone else is doing. And ask 100%. 100%. If you don't know something, ask. I always ask. Jack Hanfield, his ask. favorite thing, ask, ask, ask. ask. And most women, yes. sometimes they don't. They think, or we think we have to do it all ourselves. Right. No, right. but people are there to help you and support you. So just ask and you'll see what comes out of it. You are truly a wonderful human being. And we are truly grateful to have you as part Thank of you. our world and as part of the, the, the head and the founder and the president and uh, inspirational force behind Hub Inc. And I encourage you all join this organization because it's it would be wonderful just to be in your presence and be inspired thank by you. you. And, and I, I want to say thank you for having this incredible program that we can all express us ourselves, but also then support other women. Thank you so much. That means so much to me. Will you stick around while your other, some other people from your organization are going to be joining absolutely, us? So absolutely. Absolutely. We're going to go to a short commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to meet another Dynamo entrepreneur who is also a member of Mary's organization, Hub Inc. And her name is Manny Mancini. She's a powerhouse with an incredible story of a transformation to triumph from great adversity. Back in a moment. Finding Your Bliss is brought to you by CREATE, Canada's leading fertility centre for over 25 years. CREATE is here for anyone struggling with infertility or in need of assisted reproductive technology to have children. CREATE is about cutting-edge science from highly skilled doctors. In unprecedented times like these, CREATE is about ensuring the safety of all patients and staff. CREATE has made important changes to protect you by ensuring social distancing, wearing masks, as well as screening before entering. So what about the bundle of joy that you've been hoping would come into your family? CREATE Fertility Center is here for you. Visit createivf.com to keep up with the latest changes and learn about CREATE Fertility Center's comprehensive care for every fertility journey. Keep safe and healthy during these challenging days, remembering that life is about moments that we create together. We are back, and this is Finding Your Bliss, and I am joined by these wonderful women from Hub, Inc., and we're going to talk now about Many Mancini. She is a seasoned executive and entrepreneur with extensive experience in international trade and consulting with companies from startups to billion dollar multinational corporations. She focuses her energy on the environment and sustainability. She's recently launched a legacy project with a mandate to clean municipal and industrial wastewater treatment plants. It's a mouthful, <laughs> but it's great stuff through new and disruptive technology. And I want her to explain that word because it actually means a very good thing. It's transformational. It's transformational. We're, we're changing the way that we manage and treat wastewater and organic waste. 
And we're going to hear even more about that because it's so fantastic what you're doing. Even I would love you to tell the story about the little special someone in your life and what you do with him. (laughs) In spite of adversity as a young teen, she's dedicated herself to empowering young people, helping them beat the odds, find their voice, discover their passion, and win. Manny, welcome to Finding Your Bliss. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. So happy to have you. And I'm going to ask you, tell me a little more about what you were just saying. So um, I, I'm passionate about business. I'm passionate about helping people. And I believe that there isn't just one thing that you do in life that really defines who you are. It's, you know, you, we always have opportunities to reinvent ourselves. And that's essentially what I've done in business and in personal life as well. So great. You're a super successful entrepreneur with a private equity advisory services company. Can you describe the work exactly that you do? Yes. So the firm I used to work in corporate and I thought if I never had to work a day in my life, what would I do? So what I thought I would do is I would set up a panel of advisors, experts in various fields. And I could, I couldn't be the kind of person that just stays at home and, you know, eats bonbons. And I mean, as much as I love traveling and as much as I love chocolate, it just wouldn't feed and fuel me. So I wanted to set up a board of advisors and then help entrepreneurs. That's really where my passion first started and really was the foundation of uh, the firm Tradeworks. We started with that point in mind, helping other businesses get access to funding, public-private funding, the direction they need to go global. And interestingly enough, that platform is what we used as well to launch us into an area that we felt it was time we have to all take a stand for, which is the environment and really bringing practical and um, reasonable solutions into the marketplace so that we leave a better future for the next gen. Which is so fantastic. What are some practical solutions you can share with our listeners right now? Just simply. Pra- practical solutions for yourself or for... Like for to help the environment, things uh, that we should all be doing. We have to really be responsible and mindful of the invisible infrastructure that, you know, we turn the tap on and then we automatically have water. So we're running out of water, so it's important for us to conserve and preserve our water. That's one thing we can all do. Another thing we can do is be mindful of our waste. You know, in North America, we're very wasteful yeah. on so many levels. And if we just made a concerted effort to how can I make a small 1% change in my day-to-day life to, to reduce my waste, for example. That's one practical thing that everyone can do versus, you know, things that we're doing where we're researching and bringing new technologies uh, to place. That's something all of us can do, and we encourage everyone to do that all ages. On Just before the show, we were in the boardroom, and you talked about driving along and picking up garbage. Yes. I mean, that's fantastic. <laughs> you, you bring a garbage bag in your car, and you drive along, and when you see litter, you pick it up, scoop it up, and yeah. It's a game we play with my grandson. <laughs> <laughs> That's so fantastic. Yes, we play I recycling that. games. <laughs> <laughs> That's really amazing. You're so passionate about mentoring others. You just mentioned this. Where do you think that originates from? Where does that derive from? I think it derived from my early start, as you mentioned on the onset, being um, a very uh, teen mom, being a teen mom where life brings about changes that you don't expect or brings circumstances that you don't expect. And I think a lot of people have their own version of that kind of adversity. For me, it was dealing with a pregnancy and uh, and dealing with loss of family because in my culture, in my Mm -hmm. society, it wasn't something that was readily accepted. So very quickly, I learned that I have to be on my own and not only take care of myself that I wasn't equipped to do, but also be responsible for someone else, especially being in the environment and society that I was at. 
Today, things are different and there's a lot more support. But for me at that time, it was an insurmountable um, obstacle for me to overcome being in that situation. And I think what it did, I faced a choice that either, um, you know, I allow exactly what yeah, Mary just, said. Mary was just saying. Exactly. Yes. I faced a choice that either I allow statistics to define me, the statistics mm-hmm. of teen moms, you know, they end up in welfare, their children become uneducated, <laughs> and the cycle continues. So I could either do that, or I can dare to be against all odds, dare to defy the odds. And that's been some someone that's formed that formed the the uh, drive that I have in helping others and pushing myself out of comfort. And that, that's just so remarkable because so many kids in that situation would just go the other way and say, well, what can I do? Yeah, really? we surrender to victimhood. To victimhood. Or we surre- surrender to circumstances. But I, I came across an equation, and I, and I know it's a familiar equation, but it's an equation that I modeled my life, and it's an equation that I pass on to all the young people that I mentor and encourage. And it's very simple. And it's E plus R is equal to O. Have you heard that equation before? <laughs> I haven't, but it's so good. <laughs> yeah, it's easy. And, and, you know, if you're ever in a difficult polarizing situation or some adversity in your life, always remember E plus R is equal to O. Yeah. E is the event. The event is what the event is. Right. Sometimes we can control it. More often we don't. It's futile to, to try. Sure. But the R is your response. That is what is absolutely within our control. Yes. So that response to an event can completely alter and determine the outcome. So that really empowered me. Mm. And it had me realize in everything, in business, in my personal life, in dealing with my kids or friends or, or business acquaintances and clients, that ultimately someone can do something or say something or I'm in the midst of a situation, but really the power is within Absolutely. The power is in how I choose to respond, which will right. ultimately determine the outcome. And that's really what pulled me out of most um, challenges that I've had in, in my life. That's so incredible. It just sounds like you were very graceful under pressure. Oh, <laughs> and driven. Graceful yes. and driven. What a lovely combination, right? Beautiful. That's Thank really, you. really incredible. What do you love about being an entrepreneur? You know, it's so funny. There's so many aspects of entrepreneurialism that I love, and I know this will make some people shudder, but I love that I have a blank canvas mm-hmm. and the unknown. So, and you think, oh, I'm a real risk taker. Well, you have to be a risk taker to some extent to be an entrepreneur, but I, I'd like to consider myself a calculated risk taker. But I love the opportunity, um, and I'm so passionate about being able to express myself in, in this realm that I have, this creative Amazing. realm. And I find that being an entrepreneur allows me actually to have better balance than I did when I was in the corporate world. Isn't that interesting? It, it's very interesting because even though as an entrepreneur, Entrepreneur, I have to say, I put in a lot more hours. There's no question. For me, my work is an expression of my life. Uh, as you noted in the beginning, I'm, I'm passionate about making a difference for the environment. So it doesn't seem like work, but it gives me the opportunity to fit in other things like my children, yes. you know, being able to pick up my grandson from school. You know, I have aging parents, which is a challenge in itself. So it gives me that flexibility when I need it. So I absolutely Fantastic. love it. You In the intro, I said you've done everything from startups to multinational billion-dollar companies. Yes. That's very cool. 
Yes. Can you tell us a little more about that? Definitely. So when the firm was focused on advisory services, our, our passion was to help entrepreneurs. And we, we launched our own startups as well, just to be able to provide a fulsomeness of experience for entrepreneurs. So we had startups through to multi-billion dollar companies that would wow. consult us for some advice. And all that became an incredible platform to springboard, which that's what I believe life is. You know, there's not just one bliss or one passion that you can so have. True. But you build on everything, as Mary was, uh, you know, from the age of <laughs> she was a networker, a born network. to be a networker. <laughs> the same thing applies, um, I believe, in in what we did, you know, helping to now launch into this space yeah. that we're in uh, with the environmental technology. What advice do you have for teens or young adults who've been through adversity? How do you help them, and what what do you tell them? Never allow that adversity to define who you are. The diversity is an opportunity for, for you to burst yourself open, to allow a new aspect of yourself that would never have come out or you would never had the courage to really bring out. And you just like diamonds are formed under pressure, sometimes we need that adversity to push us out of our comfort zone. Yes. So don't allow the circumstance to define who you are or limit you. Remember that equation because that seemed to be for me what pulled me out of the moment um, when adversity seemed to overwhelm me. In a sentence or less, what do you say to people who want to become successful entrepreneurs? Any tips for them? Um, I, I feel that you have to really know what it is you love and then what you're passionate about. Because when you're an entrepreneur, you have no one waking you up. It's self-generated. So you have to love what you're doing. True. And so, you know, ensure that you, you add some of those aspects and elements of what you love into whatever it is that you choose to do. Um, and, and there's never, there's never, uh, it's never too old. You know, that I hate those adages. You're, you're too, you know, too, too old. old to this. Right. What is sheer bliss for Mary Mancini? Um, sheer bliss for me is I, I break them down into micro moments of bliss so that I can <laughs> experience a lot of bliss in my life. Okay. It's selfish. I so a glass that. of wine could be bliss, a cup of coffee, spending time with my grandson and really mentoring young people. And I have a great group of young um, mentees that just to see them blossom and to see them um, grow is just, it's, that's bliss for me. You're doing such wonderful work and you're part of Hub Inc. And we're all yes. going to hopefully talk about that very soon. We're going to go take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to meet Jennifer Ettinger, Canada's first social media correspondent and another globally connected powerhouse. Back in a moment. Finding Your Bliss is brought to you by CREATE, Canada's leading fertility centre for over 25 years. CREATE is here for anyone struggling with infertility or in need of assisted reproductive technology to have children. CREATE is about cutting-edge science from highly skilled doctors. In unprecedented times like these, CREATE is about ensuring the safety of all patients and staff. CREATE has made important changes to protect you by ensuring social distancing, wearing masks, as well as screening before entering. So what about the bundle of joy that you've been hoping would come into your family? CREATE Fertility Center is here for you. Visit createivf.com to keep up with the latest changes and learn about CREATE Fertility Center's comprehensive care for every fertility journey. Keep safe and healthy during these challenging days, remembering that life is about moments that we create together. We are back on Finding Your Bliss with Jennifer Ettinger, Canada's first social media correspondent and author of this beautiful book, 
Find your inner goddess, a complete manual for embracing your body shape, mind, beauty, and spirit. I love this. And I love the color of the book too. It's fantastic. She is also a dual citizen, Canadian and American, who is also a member of some of the most influential social media incubators and collaborators. She has built a reputation for creating true amplified brand awareness across social media channels. You may recognize her from her role at CTV covering premieres, launches, campaigns, upfronts, and red carpet events, including the Golden Globes and the Oscars. Wow. (laughs) She has even corresponded for Entertainment Tonight, ET, Insider and Access Hollywood. But there's also an incredible personal story about triumph over adversity. And I'm so delighted to have you here today, Jennifer, on Finding Your Bliss on Zoomer Radio. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's what a show. (laughs) (laughs) You're so sweet. You guys are, you guys really are three incredible dynamos. Oh, my goodness. Um, Can you describe for us exactly what you do as Canada's first social media correspondent? Sure. So I am a social journalist who comes together in a collective group talking about certain brand awarenesses or events and sharing it through my eyes and my lens. And we come together collectively as a community and we amplify our message. So amazing. But you, this is what's so cool is this, this is uncharted territory. Yes. You are the, and I love this. And this is kind of what Mary was talking about in many. You're, you're a trailblazer. This is the first ever of this position. Like there may be people in the future because of you. Oh, that's very sweet. Well, I had incredible mentors in Los Angeles who had this vision of bringing people together with their own brands, their own views of all ages to come together. And the irony was I would be traveling to these red carpet events by myself on the plane and I would see Canadian outlets all the time. And finally, it took, I think, three years. I finally waiting in line for the loo, no joke, (laughs) said, do you work with a Canadian outlet? And they said, yes. And they said, what do you do? And I'm like, well, I'm supporting Vanity Fair Social Club for a red carpet event. (laughs) And she's like, well, where do you live? And I said, I live in Aurora. And this particular person from the network said, my daughter's name is Aurora. And I'm like, I love those things. (laughs) Serendipity. Exactly. And I love that word. (laughs) And I thought, okay, what if I took the template of the things that I've learned over the last X amount of years and really looked at an outlet to go to, understanding that Canada is different and and rightly so, and taking this idea and making it a home within Canada. And I was very fortunate that CTVPR opened their doors to saying, let's try something different because I don't fit that mold. I'm not a millennial and what's You'd interesting never know well, so sweet of you. And, and in my career i've never fit a typical mold right. and so i love that i love that i'm just the girl next door great. who had a dream so great and you had to pitch it really well and and part of this is part of this just pitching your idea mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. pitching it in a way that's animated and excited. And and I think it all comes from passion. When you are passionate about it, you can pitch it way better than if you're pitching something that you have no feeling about, right? Well, I have a joke about that. So I swear my next book is going to be called The Mild High Hello Club (laughs) because I I sealed the deal basically with CTV PR, knock on wood. And then also there was time going to the Grammys and their whole plane was Grammy, uh, 
going guests that were going to the Grammys, I was by myself again flying and I heard people talking and I literally stuck my nose between the two (laughs) seats. And I'm like, this can go either really well or this is going to go really poorly. And I said, I'm going to, can I speak with you? And she was showing photos of beautiful diamonds. And I kid you not, by the end of the plane, I had a sponsor for diamonds for the Grammys. So I... Oh, Hello nice. on a plane and just having a smile goes so far and having so that great. passion within you. So great. I love that you shared that story. That's beautiful. Thank you. You talk about what it means to be a member of some of the most influential social media incubators and collaborators. What do you mean by that? So again, very fortunate that my mentor in Los Angeles was the supervisor of Entertainment Tonight and Insider, former uh, social media no supervisor way. for TMZ. And he had a vision of bringing, again, people together that were independent with their own brands, their own views, their own successes. Mm-hmm. And he coined us the Twitterati. So from young 20s, Like Glitterati, but Twitterati. Twitterati. Yeah, and, so and we would go collectively onto the red carpet. There'd be a whole sea of us. And we would have our own position on the red carpet and we would take our turns to be able to ask questions to talent at various red carpet shows. Oh my shows. goodness. So he believed in us and he believed in us that again, as your own independent person, there's value there. It wasn't about the exterior. It was about the interior. And yes. he had, he coined social TV six years ago. Oh, that's the hashtag. So, that's so amazing. Of all the socials, is Twitter one of your faves? And can you explain for our listeners who may not be as savvy on social media what the difference is between Facebook? We started talking about this in the yes. green room. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. And what is your favorite of all the social media applications, or as the millennials call them, the socials? Yes. So <laughs> I view my social media as my digital diary. Every day, I take a lot of time to ensure that if I'm going to post a tweet, that anything that I'm sharing is of value and relevance to my heart and to what I'm doing. So Facebook changed my life because I posted, who do I want to meet in Los Angeles? And it was a Facebook post that got me the um, interview and the um, invitation to go to Insider Television, where I had a tour. And at the end of the tour, they asked me to come back and be part of their commentary program. And then also the Twitterati was one Facebook post. Isn't that amazing? Facebook community. That's how I look at Facebook. It's the way you can build a community. Twitter, when I was part of the Twitterati, (laughs) I had no idea how to use Twitter. (laughs) I know. It has to be very small. Yeah. And they said, just retweet. They're like, welcome to the pit. It was for the Grammys, for Insider. They're like, welcome to the pit. Everyone had all this equipment. I'm like, deer in the headlights. I have no idea what I'm doing. They tapped me on the shoulder and said, when in doubt, retweet. And that's how I learned, just retweeting. So your Twitter is your real-time news. Mm -hmm. Facebook is community. It is a community also on Twitter, but it's a real-time news, event, things that are happening. What about Insta, my favorite? Instagram's right now the it girl. Yeah. Right? They all have their terms. And what I love about Instagram is that you're a pictorial diary of things that are important to you. Yes. And I love that they've taken away likes so that you can't see that. And now it's about content and value. Yes. And that's what it's all about. Engaging, being true to you and finding your tribe for authentic community. And when we come together, that beautiful application happens, amplification happens, which then we see the results that businesses like. So the numbers, the changes. And what about LinkedIn? LinkedIn feels like it's business. It's It's all business. business. But it's got some panache as well. Yes. So they've, <clears throat> they've brought in a little bit of that Facebook feel now to LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a great place for you to meet like-minded people within the business communities. Who are some of the 
hottest stars that you've met on the red carpets of the Golden Globes or the Academy Awards, the Oscars? I would say the most genuine have been Patricia Arquette. Oh, nice. Um, I got to interview her during Boyhood on the red carpet for Vanity Fair Social Club. Uh, I asked her about her style persona in a hashtag. So I speak social speak. I won't ask who you're wearing. <laughs> it's got to be something different. And she said overalls. And she was just so real. And here she was completely glamorous. And she was so humble. Nice. And John Favreau. Mm. Recently of The Lion King, um, cool. among um, many other incredible films. Uh, he, just very humble. And the fact that he would take the time to speak to all of us mm. and with our questions, because we're surrounded by, and even if I'm working by myself, major outlets. And here I am. <laughs> and they're like, who terrific. are you? And they, t- they he took the time to to get to know who I am, to answer my questions. Yes. And that just showed confidence in himself being a human being. And it right. wasn't about who was going to get him the most traction. Right. It was about that interaction of the human connection. But I would also say that it's confidence in yourself yes. that allows mm-hmm. you to get there on the red carpet and be seen. Because there could Thank be someone you. from a much bigger outlet mm-hmm. who might not have that confidence and be shoved to the back. But you're there because you're confident, you, you believe in what you're doing, and that, and you deserve it. And that's so fantastic and exciting that you're doing this. How have you merged your passions for pink, health, lifestyle, and fitness? As you know, so this pen has some pink in it because I knew you were coming on and these cards are pink. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> so it, I know it's your happy place, your workspace, but how have you merged all this with your fit, your style? So interesting enough, I didn't know this, is that I had chosen that color for my studio. And it wasn't until years later that I actually found out that that shade of pink is the sister color to love and also the color for women in weight loss. Wow. I had no now idea. you're speaking to me. It was all <laughs> like intuition. And oh. then for the change in my life with the Facebook post, I created a hashtag for my brand called Pink Dreams. Well, Pink Dreams is purpose, integrity, being newsworthy, leading with kindness and karma, determination, honoring your reputation that it's the most you know valuable thing that you own, working within your own level of excellence and thinking like an athlete. So when you're down on the ground and you have knees that are bleeding and you can't keep running to the finish line, you just crawl there. And if you can surround yourself with positive mantras, you will have pink dream success. That's so beautiful. What's your positive mantra? I have multiple of them. I have a right to... Um, I'm a valuable and important person. I have a right to receive uh, my whatever I'm purchasing. I have lots of bill of rights. Um, that being unique mm-hmm. makes us so beautiful. Do you practice yoga and meditation? I do. I can tell. I can tell. And we're, we're big meditators here on Finding Your Bliss. We do a little meditation at the end. And what are the three things that make you feel blissful and the three most important things to you, Jennifer? Uh, the three most important things to me is my faith my family, and my friends. And the rest is icing on the pink cake. Oh, (laughs) I wish we had some pink cake right now to celebrate because that's so fantastic. Mm -hmm. I want you to tell me just a little bit about Find Your Inner Goddess. I started to read it. It looks so fantastic. I want to really devour it this weekend. Tell me a little bit about it. Sure. So with Fit Your Style, you were asking me about Fit Your Style. That is actually my experience of going to school at the Fashion Institute of Technology, becoming a personal trainer. That's the F um, for Fit Your style. And then uh, the why is being beautifully unique and stepping into your own success for FYS, Fit Your Style. And with the book, it was a culmination of 
being that girl that had the JLo before the JLo was popular <laughs> and going to fashion school. And I, anything that I talk about or work within is only my own life experiences because mm-hmm. I feel that that gives me an authentic platform to be able to share and help others. So instead of being called a pair, which was very deceiving to my psyche, right. I decided that I would create a book based on goddess shapes. And I created five goddess shapes based mm. on what we know from the past of apple, pear, rectangle, triangle, cool. uh, hourglass, and also merge my background in museum studies and my love for mantras so that women could learn how to work within themselves, understand mindfully what could they change, what is realistic of changing. And if you can't change something within yourselves, how do we improve it? And so the book is a workbook taking you through exercises for your body shape. Um, it's taking you through affirmations. It's taking you through beauty boosting foods, um, goddesses in history, and the things that we've learned from such female power in the past. And at the end, you actually have your own certificate that you've graduated and you found. Oh, I want to do it. It's your your gift. Oh, thank you so much. That's amazing. Is it available on Amazon and and all booksellers? That's so fantastic. So what happens at Hub Inc? I want to come to this. <laughs> what happens there? You know, it, it really, what you see right here, it's really women who are together. They want to support each other. I mean, when, when you invited me to come on the show and to bring two members, we have so many amazing members at Hub Inc. But these two women stood out for me because they really support other women at Hub Inc. And that is, you know, I'm a true believer. It starts from the top. It's how you see it, our head office, how we see supporting female entrepreneurs. We do not allow any negativity. We do not allow anyone who's all just about themselves. It's about give first and you will receive. Of course. And and that's it. And and it's really coming together and giving us your ask. And then watch out, Judy, because we will make it happen for you. Oh my gosh. Everybody out there, I hope you're hearing this because this is so amazing. And I really have a belief that when we're doing what we're passionate about in service to others, Yes, not only are we helping others, but we can't help but be happy as a byproduct, watching other people flourish and be illuminated and succeed. I don't know. It's my high. This is, this is like beyond, I'm having major bliss right now just seeing Uh, you. Same here. I think uh, just even listening to these two uh, Hubbink members and seeing the incredible work that they've done for me, it's, it's just, I am, it's just a high for me right now. Tell us again how people can join, get in touch with you, et cetera, et cetera. It is uh, hubinc.ca is our website. And you can also go to info at hubinc.com and they can uh, connect with us. Are there any exciting events coming up? And I think there is one coming up. (laughs) Yes, we have our huge um, summit our Hub Inc. Power Summit. And the word power is about empowering women, finding their true power. That will be um, May 7th, 2020. We do have Jennifer Valentine from Global Morning News as one of our keynote speaker uh, for the afternoon. It's going to be a full day of the minute you walk in. It's going to be, you will be on a journey of supporting each other, networking, education, inspiration, mm-hmm. that when you walk out of there, you will have a roadmap for your business. That's so fantastic. Oh my goodness. So what do you all love the most about being part of Hub Inc. for anyone? I think what I what I like different than any other organization that I'm I'm a member of is what Mary said you come, you show up and it doesn't matter how you show up you don't have to be put together you come in authentically at whatever place you are and just you know by synchronicity you connect with that right person it just always happens that that person that's sitting at your table or is there at the event at that time 
is the, exactly the right person that you, you met, You were supposed to meet. Even today, as we were sitting prepping for this call or this uh, discussion, we're sitting <laughs> saying, wow, I need a social media campaign. <laughs> and then here she is right yes. there beside me. Yeah. And this is exactly the magic mm-hmm. of what Hub Inc. is. You come to share, to give, but you also receive a lot. So fantastic. One of my favorite quotes is, the more you give, the more you receive, the more you receive, the more you give. So and that true. is the epitome of Hub Inc., that we come together collectively, we're really there and things really happen and shift within your business with coming together with like minds. I always think of the quote by Mother Teresa, never leave anyone without leaving them better and happier than they were. Mm -hmm. And I think you guys all do that in in your own ways in such a beautiful, beautiful manner. I want to thank you all so much for being here today. Really, like this has been thrilling for all of us. Mary Morasuti, the founder and president of Hub Inc., Many Mancini and Jennifer Ettinger, you are all inspirations to so many people, and we are so grateful that you could all join us today. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you. Really thank wonderful. You so much. A very special thank you to producer Phyllis Newman, who we love. Yay! And, <laughs> yay, Phyllis! <laughs> and <Happy> Phyllis. <laughs> to production coordinator Valerie Stanton, to Siobhan Kylie, to technical producer Duncan Briggs, to Faz Quasi and everyone here at Zoomer. For more information on our show, follow us on at the Bliss Minute on Instagram or Facebook, or go to our magazine at findingyourbliss.com. Also coming up on December 2nd is a campaign to transform the way the world looks at dementia and other brain aging disorders. It's called Stand Ahead for Women's Brain Health. And here's how the Stand Ahead Challenge works. Just do a headstand or get a friend to do one for you and post it before December 2nd on Instagram and Facebook and just go to at stand ahead with hashtag stand ahead and make a donation. Funds raised for women's brain health research through the stand ahead challenge will be matched by Brain Canada. Before we close with a short meditation, here's a great quote from a wonderful female entrepreneur in honor of all of you, Ellen DeGeneres. I work really hard at trying to see the big picture and not getting stuck in ego. I believe we're all put on this planet for a purpose and we all have a different purpose. When you connect with that love and that compassion, that's when everything unfolds. I want to give a little shout out to my baby sister, wishing her a very happy birthday. I love you with all of my heart. I don't know if you're watching or listening wherever you are, but I love you and have a very beautiful birthday. Before we go, I'm going to close out the show with a short meditation. If you're driving, please pull over, turn off your ignition. I'd say open your window, but it's a bit cold outside, so maybe don't. And here we go. This is a short meditation called the Just As You Are Meditation by Stephanie Brooks. This meditation is simple and can be carried out easily wherever you happen to be. In a comfortable position, bring your attention to your breath and follow the gentle rhythm of your breathing. To begin, have your hands nestled in your lap or resting gently on your knees. Next, put your hands on your chest and notice how it rises and falls as you inhale and exhale. And finally, gently close your eyes. Think about how your skin feels under the palm of your hand. Is it warm or cool to the touch? Get a sense of how this simple hand gesture has now changed the course of your meditation as you become more aware of the present moment. You can choose to keep your hand on your chest, however you may want to bring your hand back to its initial placement, whether nestled in your lap or placed on your knees. 
Now get a sense of how you currently feel in the space you occupy. Have you chosen a comfortable spot? Are you in a corner or more central part of the room? Are you warm or have you noticed a draft? Just begin to expand your awareness to the room around you and your presence within the space. For the next step, expand your awareness to what is happening outside the room. Can you hear sounds beyond the room? Can you discern family or friends in the home? Can you detect the footsteps and chatter from passers-by? If at any point during your meditation you feel your mind wandering, simply bring yourself back to the breath. If you notice a thought has entered your mind, just acknowledge it. I'm aware that you're here. This can be more useful than simply shutting down the thought, and once you have made this stance, you dissolve any internal struggle. Your breath is a beautiful way of bringing your thoughts back to the present moment. However, if you feel an action is required, you can choose a hand gesture, such as placing a hand on your chest, which instantly brings you back to the meditation. Focus your attention back to the rise and fall of your chest, and the calm rhythm of your breathing. And once you feel ready to finish your meditation, gently open your eyes, smile, and have a wonderful afternoon. For everyone here at Finding Your Bliss, I'm Judy Levrack, reminding you all to take one step closer to finding your bliss. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads. Idea City on the air and The Garden Show.